feel like I say this every week, but, like, I feel like I haven't heard your voice in ages. Honestly. And it, I feel like we literally, like, it's been a year since we've done this. I don't know it, why. It gets so busy at college. I hate it. I hate it, too. By the it's way, um, I'm very scared this week because I'm in the common room and I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the back corner so no one can see me, like, from the door. And I think that's no the best way in. to make friends, though. Like, you walk <laughs> no. in and someone's recording a podcast in the background. That's great. I hate it. I love that. <laughs> so, if someone walks know. in, my keyword is Apple. This week. Apple. Are we changing Apple. it up? Nice. Okay. Well, I just didn't want someone random to walk in and have me say platypus. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that would be so funny. <laughs> like, can you imagine that? You walk into, like, the common room, and some child in the corner looks up terrified and just says platypus really quietly. Platypus. <laughs> That is a horror story in and of itself. I would cry too. I think you need to do that. Okay. Um, I also want to let you know that it is almost 2 a.m. on a Saturday night and all of my flatmates are out. Oh my god, I told you to go to bed. No, but like I was awake anyway because I was working on my stupid (sighs) bio project and it makes me sad. And I have, okay, I kid you not, I've been staring at the screen for like literally now three and a half hours and I don't understand what's happening at all. I mean, that's why I told you not to do bio, but... Like, the, I think it's just the user <laughs> interface. It's just, like, absolutely oh. shit. Like, it's asking me to calculate, like, the number of, um, like, introns and exons and, like, bases in the non-coding and, like, coding regions. And I just don't know where to find that information. Oh, so I've been, like, clicking on things just to, like, try to figure it out. And it's just not working. Yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. But, yeah, no, my flatmates, like... They like all have it on their stories and stuff like that, and I was like, you know what? I'm in my room recording a podcast. Who's the real winner here? <laughs> you. I mean, it, it was me now. Before it was them because I was doing work, and that oh, was bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's me now. I'm the real winner. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Okay. Should we get into this story? Yeah. It's kind of wild. It's, well, I feel like I say this wait, every we single week. Intro first. Oh yes. Okay. I'm Sonia. I'm Maddie. And welcome to Grimm! Woo! <laughs> Alright, now you're good. <laughs> we're really smooth. We're, we're getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this was... I, I literally say this every single week, but the stories just keep on getting more and more wild. <laughs> like, this is, I think this is the most wild one that I've done so far. Wait, is there's this just your... so many components. Did you get three true crimes this month or no? I feel like this Did is I? the third. I might be remembering wrong. I don't know. I think I I've think done I more true crimes wrong. than um, paranormal, but I don't really know why. Weird. All right, continue. No, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the universe telling us to specialize. <laughs> Um, so this is the story of Harold Frederick Shipman, and oh yeah, I this guy was saw, wild. I accidentally saw the t- like the title of your note when I logged into the. Okay, look, it was just on the recently viewed one, and I was like, shit, and then I logged out, so I didn't. I, all I saw was the, <laughs> the name. Okay, well, <laughs> and I, his I don't name, think I've heard of him. Yeah. Okay. Well, his name is Wild because like Shipman. Like first of all, <laughs> just talk about that for a second. Just, because, just for a second. <laughs> just for a quick second. I like. I really like that name, though. Ship, like S H I P, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. It just it feels like the olden days when people would name their children like their last names were like their profession. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. It so, does remind um, me that. I like that, and I think I texted you that you're you're either gonna love it or like hate this story. Probably um, both. So he was born on January fourteenth, nineteen forty six, in Nottingham, England, which means that he's a Capricorn. So Yikes. that's why I texted you, and I was like, "You <laughs> might hate this because you don't love Capricorn." <laughs> and you know what? I'm proud to be that exception. But <laughs> um, and also, fun fact: he was born on a Monday, so I feel like that just makes things infinitely worse. Yeah, extra bad. Yeah. So I'm taking another page out of your book, and I looked at his zodiac sign a little bit. <laughs> Just because I was interested. So um, he was born under the mountain goat constellation, which is Capricorn. So being born under that constellation, you tend to be surprisingly determined, conservative, practical, and helpful. 
They are I mean, known for their ambitious nature and extremely active minds and always strive to be in control of themselves. No tea, no shade, but I feel like you should have known that already, Sonia, being a Capricorn I mean, okay, yourself. listen. <laughs> I feel like, okay, so I feel like that is kind of me, but... Like, You're ambitious. I, I think I'm ambitious, but I'm not sure if I'm practical, you know? I think you're practical. Do you think? Yeah. I think you're very Capricorn. Oh. I don't know how to take that, because you don't really like Capricorns, so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I mean, my two, two of my best friends are Capricorns, so I feel like... True. I just don't just like say, them, but you find them? Like, yeah, I might just <laughs> say I don't like them, but in reality, I do. But Leo's, okay. on the other hand, <laughs> that's a whole. I other also story. have two friends that are Leo's. <laughs> oh, you're very good at this whole horoscope thing. I really am. <laughs> um, so I also went on this website that gave me like the horoscope of like his specific birth date for that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says positivity is surging through you this weekend, creating paths to seek new adventures. I'm guessing it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure about the positivity, but like, yeah. he did really create some paths and seek new adventures. Um, they yeah, the and good also, kind, though. they really weren't. They they weren't. They were very negative, not yeah. very positive at all. Yeah. Um, but also, I thought this is interesting. So Capricorn is an Earth sign, so it's associated with stability, level-headedness, and rationality. See, I and think then, that's you. I think that's me too, but I don't think it's really him. Like, you'll you'll see later on. You know what I mean? And then it's defined by, like, thought-out decisions. um, And that people with this element like to approach problems with a consistent methodical approach. Is that Um, him? I think, yes. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. So, keep that horoscope in mind. (laughs) Um, And also, another reason why I said that you might not like this is because... He was born six days before the Aquarius period starts, so he's really aligned with the Aquarius constellation. Apparently, he's 29% Aquarius. I refute that. <laughs> I don't think so. By the way, it's Aquarius season, so everyone should start celebrating, because it's the best <laughs> season. Um, but he was definitely not 29% Aquarius. He was 0% Aquarius. Okay. I take I take no hand in this. <laughs> I don't think that's a saying, but I, I'm The stars just, like, aren't working in that, like, the Aquarius favor for him. Mm-mm not happening the stars just said no to him yeah <laughs> so he died on january 13th 2004 and if you remember his also birthday was season. um january 14th oh yeah. right born and died in capricorn mm-hmm. so he was 57 years old and um he hung himself in a cell at the oh, wakefield prison God. okay um, this is in west yorkshire in england and Fun fact, he is known as, quote, the most prolific serial killer in history, end quote. In all of history? In all of history. Oh, God. Which is why I thought he was really interesting to cover for a case. Because, wow. like, yeah, I know, like, it is one of, like, the solved ones. Like, they found him, they convicted him. Well, yeah, but that's but what makes him very one of the most prolific. Wow. Yeah. Even, yeah. I feel like America usually has worse serial killers. Yeah. But I don't know. So, it, so he... Um, on January 31st of 2000, the jury basically found him guilty of the murder of 15 patients under his care. Oh, he was a doctor? He was a doctor. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, so you know where that's going. That's going to um, make me even more scared of doctors. 100%. <laughs> but here's the thing. So the jury found him guilty of 15, the murder of 15 patients, but his total number of victims was estimated to be around 250. 250? 250. Holy. And it's probably oh. more. How? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't understand. That's yep. a big number. When what, when? what years was he active? Well, he was basically active up until he was, like, found guilty, so... I'll, I'll get into it a little bit, like, going into his history Okay. after. But, you can um, start. <laughs> yeah, he was basically sentenced to life in prison with the recommendation that he would never be released. The and, recommendation? Uh, yeah, just I know. I found that really upsetting. <laughs> I was like, so you're just going to be like, you're sentenced to life, you know, like, maybe he shouldn't get parole or basically be released <laughs> for good behavior or anything. Maybe. Definitely. <laughs> this man killed, like, 250 people. Like, what? Yeah. Not, not okay. I have a couple of problems with that. Yeah, just a few. Um, just a few. So, 
then also, so since he was convicted of 15 deaths, um, they, but like they estimated it to be around 250. They basically did this thing called the shipment inquiry. So this was a two year long investigation of all of the deaths certified by shipment. And um, so it was carried out by Dane Janet Smith and they identified 215 victims, but they estimated that the total victim count was above or at 250. Oh my God. Um, his profile, like, or is that the word for it? I it's, uh, I can't think. Um, like his, not, it's not ML, like the, the people that he liked to kill. Oh, um, yeah, I, I'm blanking on the word right now, but I got I, like, you. I know it, it's on the tip of my tongue. I'm yeah. Um, 80% of them were elderly women. And God. his youngest confirmed kill was forty-one year old man. So but, it's just people um, who can't really defend themselves. Yeah, basically. But there Great. was also significant suspicion that he had killed patients as young as four. Oh, but um, still, that's people who can't defend which themselves. Also, four? yeah, people can't de- defend themselves. But also, I just find that like age gap like really fascinating I feel like it's because of the defenselessness yeah I can't fight back might be or the fact that since he was a doctor like oh those are like you you, like let your guard down too and also those are probably like the age ranges that get more sick because usually when you're like in your prime years yeah you're a little more healthy but but yeah I I don't know I just found that like I don't awful chill when it's like children who are victims i just i hate it so like they yeah don't... they had their whole life ahead they don't of them. deserve that Mm-mm. i'm not saying that anyone like deserves yeah, it yeah, but you know like not. when it's a child still, and like they were completely like innocent. they didn't even get a chance to live really yeah um okay and also um i went on one of like one of the websites that i looked at this is actually i found it kind of funny because it says like it was like a quick back section so there's a thing for occupation, and it just said murderer slash doctor. <laughs> it's just like your Ed occupation Kemper's is said. a murderer. <laughs> like, I, I don't yeah. understand. Uh, yeah, um, that was what Ed Kemper said, and I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting job. Okay. Yeah. Do you get paid for that? Like, <laughs> don't bring that up on a first day. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like, one last fact before I actually get into his life. Um, because of this case, the UK basically modified and reevaluated their entire health and medic healthcare and medicine system. Oh wow! Which you know, like imagine being like that that prolific that the mm-hmm. literal country has to reevaluate their medicine system. Like, yeah, I feel like that says a lot about you as a person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go all the way back pre-crimes okay he was born in like i said nottingham england and um it like i actually couldn't find out who his siblings were but he had two of them and he was the middle child Mm. so that led me into yeah right (laughs) that led me into researching the middle child syndrome which for those of you don't know it's the belief that children who are born with both older and younger siblings are resentful because they Mm -hmm. have been somewhat ignored in between the firstborn favorite and the baby. That was like literally the first thing I thought when I read this. But apparently he was the favorite child of his mother, Vera, who was also said to be very domineering. So, you know, like you would think that a middle child would have experienced middle child syndrome. Maybe that's why they like... But it could have been the dominant... Because like she had her attention focused on him, but she was domineering, you know? Right. Could be that. It was very, very interesting to think about that aspect yeah. of his childhood. And apparently she, like, instilled in him an early sense of, like, superiority that really tainted most of his later oh, relationships. Good. That left him isolated, few friends. And so, like Wait, so that's... he thought he was superior? No, no, she was superior. She was very oh, domineering. Oh, okay, I thought she, so like, instilled he... in him that he was superior to other people. Okay. No, okay, she had, like, a... Um, inferiority complex i guess okay but that changes later so like that's what is very interesting about this case for me is like looking at like his life before Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like 
Okay, his father is um, Harold Frederick Shipman as well. <laughs> so apparently our serial killer friend over here was called Fred and not Harold oh. Frederick Shipman because that was his father. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to reference his father anymore. So Harold okay. Frederick or Shipman are all our all, all little friend here. Um, all certain. <laughs> um, and his family was working class and they were a devout Methodist. Um, He was also a very good rugby player, and he excelled as a distance runner. Um, And in his last year, I know, literally, (laughs) how do you do that? (laughs) I don't understand. Um, But in his last year at school, he was the vice captain of the athletics team. Wow. So that, you know, kind of, like, look at who he was before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that is impressive. But can you um, imagine being like, oh, I knew him. Like, I played sports with him after this all right. happened. Right. Oh. Or, like, like he was the captain of my team. Disgusting. Like, that is terrifying to me because, like, you know, you can't really trust anyone. Yeah, it could be anyone. What? Um, he was also very close to his mother, even though she was said to be very domineering. And she died of lung cancer when he was 17. So this, oh. I think this is when his, like, mindset kind of shifted. Yeah, that's tough. That's um, tough on a kid. Because she died in a similar way to, like, what really became his M.O. Oh. Um, yeah. So in... She she died of lung cancer. So in the later stages of when she was sick, she, she basically had morphine administered at home by a doctor. And Shipman ended up, like, witnessing his mother's pain subside despite her condition. And then he ended up witnessing her death on June 21st of 1963 as well. Um... And he was devastated by her death, like you would expect someone to be, yeah. who was very close to her mother, or just in general, honestly. Yeah. Um, and he was determined to go to medical school, because he was like, oh, like, I witnessed whatever happened. You oh, know, like, so he wants to be able to, like, in theory, help people, even though that's theory, not what he yeah. did? Yeah. Okay. So he was admitted to Leeds University Medical School for training two years later, and he failed his entrance exams the first time uh-oh um so he failed his ex- entrance exams and he got in and then he graduated and served a hospital internship okay um this is also very interesting to me because on november 5th 1966 he married primrose may oxtoby oh i like that name primrose. it was really pretty yeah it reminds me of the hunger games yeah i was gonna say you know, like that was i was like I always loved Primrose, like, yeah. every character, you know? Um, Very sad. Anyway. <laughs> um, and they had four children together. Um, here's what I thought was interesting. He married her when he was 19, and she was oh, 17. Wow. That's um, young. And then, what, like, she was 17 when they got married. She was also five months pregnant with their first child. Oh, okay. Yeah. Started early. Exactly. Wait, what year was this again? Um, this is 1966. Okay. So, yeah, they, people married young anyway then. Yeah. This is true. It is, you know. Right? Not the yeah, now age. Yeah. Not the now age. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. The age of now. <laughs> okay. I was like, is that a book? And then I realized that, is that the spectacular now? Is that the oh, book I'm thinking of? I think that's a, is that a movie? Is it a movie? It might be both. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, okay, but he studied at Leeds Medical School, um, and he graduated in 1970. And then he began working at the Pontefract General Infirmary, Infirmary in Pontefract, West Riding of Yorkshire. Um, and then four years later, in 1974, he became the general practitioner at the Abraham Amrod Medical Center in Todmorden. And... One year later, one year, 1975, the year after he became a GP, he was caught forging prescriptions of uh, pentadine or Demerol for his own use. So oh, Demerol God. is basically a pain-killing drug, and it is like it's used generically, I think, but especially for women in labor. So he was um, on drugs too. He he was taking I, them himself. I don't think I don't think he was taking oh. it. He just was like forging prescriptions and like building up a supply i guess did he use them in his murders 
see that's okay i think he did because okay. they said that he like had a lot of it accumulated so i'm assuming that it's because he's been forging all these prescriptions okay and just like accumulating said drug um but he was fined 600 pounds and briefly attended a drug rehabilitation clinic in york but I, okay so that's and the then thing. when they what sorry continue um they said that he briefly attended it so i'm guessing he's not on drugs he's just like taking the drugs like yeah and then did yeah. they just let him go right back to being a doctor yeah good um really fun so <laughs> after this brief drug rehab clinic in york he became a gp at the donnybrook medical center in hyde near manchester now this is also this is in 1977 so i don't know if you guys remember my last story about trevor hardy and how he was like overshadowed by a bunch of people which is why you know oh. you don't really hear the name trevor hardy i think that um harold shimon is one of the people who like overshadowed him wild connections i've connected the dots (laughs) that's from uh... i really want to finish the quote but like i can't because you did connect the dots you know i did well actually you connected them and i just said i connected them but it's okay good use of the quote i like that thank you from buzzfeed unsolved for you who don't know the john benet ramsey episode go watch it connecting more dots oh yeah (laughs) everything is coming full circle So he continued working as a GP in Hyde throughout the 1980s, and then he ended up actually starting his own surgery practice um, in 1993, and this was at 21 Market Street, um, and he became a respected member of the community, which, I mean, I think you can imagine that, you know, like, he's a doctor, he, he seems like he's got a hold on his life he has his own practice he's been a gp for a very long time yeah i i just was listening to one of the atwwd um episodes is that what you call them episode yeah podcast all right um and they were talking about how like it's always like the pillars of the community like yeah it really is yeah i 100 percent agree with that because you don't suspect them yeah you're like that's a public figure right that's why like I was I was watching this business insider thing um, on like the decline of subway and they had oh it was some politician I can't remember but he was like the what they built their franchise on because of like his weight loss story or something like that so they could market mm. subway as healthy food and then like a couple years ago he came out as being like a child pornographer oh I did not know and that. that just like oh, like you, you think that he's a good person like you see him on TV you see him being a politician and then they come out with that and it just and my mom was talking about this too she was listening to a podcast um and she kind of compared it to like like Trevor Noah you know what I mean like everyone's like or John Mulaney everyone's like oh he's Mm. like he's you know you see him and you're like that's a good person but like what if he came out as being a racist yeah honestly the that you the wow I sound like a (laughs) 70 year old that you episode um but that um (laughs) In you second season, when that um, comedian turned out to be like a really bad dude, that's what I was. I was like thinking, like, oh my god, like could be yeah. anyone because he was such a like a well liked comedian, and no one exactly. wanted to see the bad stuff. Ugh, gross. And like it, you just like you don't want to think about that, but like it could happen. Like that's terrifying because you don't mm-hmm. really know anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, that's true. Oof, okay. Anyway, <laughs> tangent aside. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the case. <laughs> So, in 1983, this was um, about 10 years before he started his his practice, he was interviewed in an edition of um, a television documentary called World in Action on how mentally ill should be treated in the community. So, this basically just reaffirms the fact that, like, you know, he's, he's a respected member. He He's asked to do interviews. Like, his opinion is, is um, important enough for people to want to know it. Yeah. And then he was arrested in September of 1998. For what? For was this for the murder? Yeah, oh. it was for murder. Yikes. So in January of 2000, he was convicted at the Preston oh my God. County Sorry, Court. Sorry, that's so like recent. Yeah, that's like one year before I was born. Yeah. My God. All right. Sorry. Continue. Um, he was convicted at the Preston Crown Court for the murder of 15 elderly patients um, via lethal injections of morphine. Oh my 
Um, in June of 2001, a public inquiry was launched to investigate the extent of his crimes and how they went undetected for so long, mm-hmm. and then what could be done to prevent a repeat of this this incident. So that was a shipment inquiry, and they did this investigation for two years, and they released their findings in, in different stages. So the sixth and final report um, was released on January 27th of 2005 and this was after he had died by suicide in prison. Oh, God. Again, very recent that people are learning about this. Yeah. Right? Very recent. Okay. Which, you know, like you don't... Like you hear about a case like this and you're like, oh, that definitely happened ages ago. Mm-hmm. But, like, that means that the system of like medicine, of healthcare in the UK was allowing this to happen oh, shoot, 15 I didn't years think ago. About that. They didn't even reevaluate until he was like arrested, right? right? Oh, yeah, gosh. like t- 15, 20 years ago, and that's oh, when no. so they really started changing things. Okay, um, so let's talk a little bit more about his crimes, a little bit in detail. So this that's okay. It jumps kidding. around a little bit. And- <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a story. Bye, guys. <laughs> Um, okay, so this part jumps around a little bit in terms of, like, timeline. Okay, so his first victim was called, um, Eva. I'm guessing it's Eva. It's E-V-A. But yeah. I do, I do know someone who spells her name like that, and it's Ava, so. Oh, I know someone, and it's Eva. Could be three different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take your hard, pick. Man. <laughs> um, okay, E-V-A, um, Lyons. And she was killed in March of 1975. And this was right after, um, the day before her 71st birthday. Aww. And uh, Shipman was working at the Abraham Almorod Medical Practice in Todd Run. Um, oh that hurts me because it was the day before her birthday. Yeah. And I think that the time around your birthday should be a celebrated and happy time. And That's so sad. I just am very upset mm-hmm. by that. Um, so the following year... Basically, people realized that maybe he isn't a great human being. Um, maybe. Maybe he isn't, he isn't great. Um, and they didn't really know, they didn't know that he was killing before, so they were like, maybe, maybe he's, he's not great. Um, he, since he was uh, caught forging prescriptions. That's oh, here, yeah. They were like, he's not, not a great person. Um, Potentially, and then he was—he was basically uh, like convicted, I guess, in February of uh, 1976 of the drug forgery. And then later that year, in the name of a dying patient, he got—I don't know how he did this—but he got enough morphine to kill 360 people. Oh my God. So, uh, <laughs> I, I don't understand how this happened. He was convicted of drug forgery, and later that year, he was like, oh, my patient is dying, I need enough morphine to kill 360 people. Who authorized that? That is so much, and also how, after the conviction, exactly. like you how? said. Oh my so, God. you might be wondering, how the hell was he allowed to practice after I this? I very much am. <laughs> I am too. Oh, God. <laughs> So he was fired from the Todd Moran medical practice for forging prescriptions, and he received a heavy fine. But he was not removed by the General Medical Council, which is the regulatory board for doctors. Basically, what they did was send him a warning letter and then allowed him to carry on practicing. Just a warning. That's all it warrants. And any employer or patient who asked about Shipman would probably not have been told about said conviction. Why? It's your right. I feel like it's your right to know. I 100% agree with that. It is definitely, if, if, if you're, okay, literally, I was thinking about this. You have to put that kind of stuff on, like, forms if you're applying yeah. for a job. Like, why is your doctor allowed to keep that a secret? Like, that's horrifying. It's like, like I that don't know thing, how early. Sorry, it's like that thing <laughs> where you can buy, like, if, a murder happened in a house over a year ago like you don't need to be like told about it if you're buying oh, that I don't agree with that at all yeah either. I don't agree with that my me mom was either. actually telling me a story about how like a, like a week ago about how like when they were buying their house they 
their realtor like walked into the house and was like wait I have a really bad feeling about this and they oh, left because no. they all had a really bad feeling and it turned out that someone was like murdered in that house. oh god and she's that is him or her <laughs> probably honestly still those vibes um, vibe checked <laughs> vibe checked vibe check your houses guys vibe check your houses and your ghosts and your doctor <laughs> and your doctor and your doctor um okay so like I said, this happened in the 1970s, right? By the late 1990s, this crime was basically forgotten, and he, again, appeared to be a dedicated and caring professional. Mm, I don't I think so, though. I just, like, I'm not too sure about that. I'm not too sure about this either. <laughs> um, so, he started his practice in the early 1990s, right? His own practice. And then, oh, in 1998, there were undertakers um, in Hyde, um, where he was a GP at the Donnie Gross Medical Center. That was the same place. And then he started his own practice in the same, like, county, I guess. They became okay. suspicious at the number of his patients who were dying. <laughs> God. They, they basically looked at, like, a neighboring medical practice, and they discovered that the death rate of Shipman's patients was nearly ten times higher than the death rate of said neighboring medical practice. Which I feel like is a cause for concern and um, props yeah. to these guys. That's a giant red flag. A very, a very, very big red flag. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they ended up reporting their concerns to the local coroner who in turn called the Greater Manchester Police. So good. Good for them. But here's good. where I get angry. Oh no. Because the police investigation failed to carry out even like the most basic checks. Like, they literally didn't even check if he had a criminal record. Oh, my God. Come on, right? guys. That's, and like, the easiest thing to do. It's, like, that is the first step. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you're investigating someone. Ask if they have a criminal record. Like, I feel like that should be common Background knowledge. Check. Yeah. Um, they also didn't ask the GMC what was on his file. So that was the, the board of doctors, basically. Um, they, they didn't ask them what was on his file, which, if they did, they would have seen that he was convicted of drug forgery. And neither Shipman nor any of the relatives of the dead patients were contacted. Oh God! Did any of the patient, like the relatives, like did they notice anything like wrong, yeah, or did he like? So he was killing like elderly patients. So a lot of the time, he wrote it off as like a bunch of different things that any people who are old could die from. Uh, right? So what they what the Greater Manchester Police ended up doing was they asked the local like health authority to check the records of 19 of the deceased patients for any inconsistencies between medical notes and the cause of death on the death certificate. Mm-hmm. But what they didn't know is that Shipman has a history of forging documents. Oh, God. So he had added false illnesses to his victims' records to like, cover his tracks. And so then basically the police were like, mm, there's no cause for concern. He's like, fine. And then he I was hate it. I'm so upset. <laughs> he was basically like free to kill three more people before he was finally arrested. Oh, so three people could have been saved. And I know that in like the grand scheme of 250 murders, like three doesn't seem like that much, but they're still people. They have lives. Yeah, they could have they been have alive. They have people who care about them. I'm very upset. Yeah. So the way that he murdered his patients was consistent throughout all of them that they investigated, right? They basically, he gave them a injection of dimorphine, which was basically like pharmaceutical heroin. Oh, God. Um, it is estimated that he killed 71 patients while he was at Donnabrook. Oh, um, my God. That's and so there were many patients, and they're just looking for so help. Many. They're looking to get better. Oh, my God. Literally That's awful. So many, and it makes me very angry because um, he killed, or they think that he killed the remainder while he was running his own surgery at Market Street. Um, oh, God. So he. Wait, like 180 of, at his own practice? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they, the majority of his victims are like, they haven't like convicted him of the rest of the 250 they basically have only convicted him of 15 but they he, say that did he die before they could or did they just want to they get just, him they just didn't have and i don't okay. think they just, like they had enough 
to convict him. It's like that was during the time of the shipment inquiry where they were okay. looking into the deaths because they had to look at like all the death certificates and stuff like that. So they just wanted you know? to like get the solid ones on him so he could yeah, get away. Yeah, so they okay. definitely pinned 15 on him. Okay. And then there were others. Um, so the majority of his victims, they say around 170 were women and um, around 44 were men. And the oldest was 93-year-old Ann Cooper oh and the youngest... God that they knew of was 41 year old Peter Lewis but like they said he could have killed people as young as four. Oh my god <sighs> that is just a lot to unpack right there like the numbers so are so high yeah I like, like can't I've, even fathom that much like, like it's I've, hard <laughs> for it, me to it wrap is my head really around hard. like that's like me going into my lecture and knowing that most of them are dead like yeah that's like, like more... that's an insane number of people that's like two and a half times our high school graduating class oh maybe God. three times almost three times no yes yeah yeah almost three, three times no actually three insane. times right? yeah that's oh my god wow that is awful i wow um okay so he was arrested and the way that he was arrested was because he ended up forging one of the wills of his victims uh kathleen brundy what he ended up doing was changing her will so that she left him everything and everything includes oh a 386 hundred nope yeah 386 thousand is that a number <laughs> yeah 386 yeah. I have zero brain cells left. oh <laughs> god um, I feel that pound estate oh um, yeah that's just a normal thing to leave you yeah. doctor oh but, my god I almost just yeah. fell out of this chair oh, Jesus pal. Christ I forgot these chairs did the weird thing where they, like, rock back halfway. I hate those. Oh, my God. I just had a heart attack. Okay, continue. <laughs> um, okay, she was 81 years old, oh and she God. died on June 24th, 1998. Honestly, like, like she, she's 81. She has a family. She probably has kids, grandkids. Like, Yeah, I used to help my... My elderly neighbor, because she, um, she lived alone, and she didn't. She used like her fireplace still to heat her house, so I would bring in the wood from her shed for her. And she was like the sweetest lady ever. And like, I don't know. That's like all I can think about right now. It's so sad. She had such You're like a big loving family. That, yeah, I, <laughs> she was so nice. Oh. I just, I really just don't under, I don't understand it, and it makes me sad because. Here's the thing. He was on a house call. He was just meant to draw blood, but then oh, he ended up injecting her with morphine. So it was like a needle. Like, how is she supposed to know? Your doctor injects yeah. a needle. Like, you think you can trust them. Because you're taking blood, still a needle, you know? Yeah. Right? And That's what he was she, doing? Taking yeah, blood. he was okay. supposed to, to take blood. Um, but then she ended up dying on her couch. And oh, basically he was like, oh, she died of old age. Which... On a routine checkup? Like, on a routine checkup, right? She was in good health and she just died of old age. Um, and I doubt it. On t- I'm going on record. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I agree with you there. I doubt it. Too. <laughs> um, so he was like, oh my god, I gotta cover my tracks, right? Get her cremated. But instead of being cremated, she was buried. And then her oh. daughter, um, Angela Woodruff, was alerted about the will change. Um, and she was smart first of all i would be and immediately pissed. suspected foul play i would be yeah, pissed too at the doctor um, not at my mom yeah yes first of all yeah she yeah. was like that's wrong so she went to the police and then since she was buried um and not cremated her body was dug up and examined on august 1st 1998 and there was morphine found in her muscle tissue and Shipman was arrested on September 7th, That's a smart girl. Can you imagine being basically yeah. the one responsible for yeah. putting him away? Like, I would say she's probably, like, basically the one responsible for that, right? Because she's honestly like, inquired yeah. into it. Without that body, they wouldn't have evidence. Like, you know, at least she wasn't one of those people who was just like, yeah, it's fine. Like, she died of old age. Like, if you know your parents, right? Like, you know if they're in good health or not she was like or like what their intentions are with their will like mm, true she was like that's not right and then she changed it and you know props to her for going yeah for noticing it. yeah so um after this the bodies of 11 other victims were dug up and examined over the next two months and then a police 
uh, expert checked Shipman's computer, his surgery computer, and found that he had made false entries to support the causes of death that he gave him to some certificates. So, he was put away. Um, the theories are that he was either avenging the death of his mother, or that he saw that they were old and wanted to ease their pain, because he saw his mother's pain being eased by morphine, um, or that he just wanted to play God. Wasn't there, like, a criminal- was it a Criminal Minds episode? Where there was- it's some kind of episode of something, that there was a doctor who was killing- their patients because they thought it was helping them like they were like it's taking them out of their pain but they were like they weren't in pain like they were just here for like a f- cold or like the flu or something like they could have gotten better i don't remember that as an episode but i haven't seen criminal minds in a while criminal minds in a while because it's not on netflix here i think it was um, criminal minds so it, but it does sound very plausible like that's something that would happen on criminal yeah. minds that was an awful yeah. one yeah well they're all awful ones. i just they're hard to watch they're yeah. hard to get through Especially like um, the arson ones somehow for me. Yes, those are those are hard because yeah. I personally feel like probably the worst way to go is by fire. Yeah. Because you're just oh, in God. pain and then you suffocate and that oh, really, really scares me. Yeah. That big fear of mine. Yeah. Okay. So his death was a suicide. Um but apparently the like prison and probation okay, this is they call it ombudsman. Um, they said, yeah, so it is a Swedish word that means representative or agent of the people. So these are people who are like at the top of like the complaint ladder, and you okay. basically go to them if all else has failed. They are independent, impartial, and provide a free service. And they basically end up like investigating complaints that haven't been solved by the organization. So this would be something like. Um, unreasonable delay in anything like rudeness, failure to follow proper procedures, or like bias. Mm-hmm. So these guys um, were called in, and apparently they did not appear to have been alerted to any long-term risk of suicide or what might finally trigger it. Um, but it was probably just him being a coward, right? No, this is where it gets wild. Oh no! So. Okay. He timed his suicide so his wife could get cash in a £100,000 pension payout. And this was according Wait, to, like, what? secret prison records, right? How? How did he time so, it? So, apparently, he, so he killed himself, like I said, on the night before his 58th birthday in 2004. Mm-hmm. And um, if he had gotten to his 58th birthday, then... Um, okay, so this is, like, I don't really know how I'm supposed to... Okay. <laughs> there were prison records that were like gotten by mm-hmm. I think one of the newspapers that I read and it showed that he plotted to end his life before his 60th birthday so that he can guarantee his wife the payment of £100,000 and £10,000 a year later from his GP wait payment. what is this payment from though it's from his like being a doctor uh so like it's from his pension but why does that go away at 60 well, it said, so if he died after any after that point, she would have only been entitled to £5,000 a year. But why? I don't know. It's how oh, was that just, like, regardless of how he like was in thing. jail or not? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was just like, connected to the jail. Okay. No, no, no. But he he had this... I, I think it's kind of like life insurance. Okay. Where, like, since he died before a certain age, his relatives got that money. I see. So he put it off as long as possible and killed himself, like, right before. Still disgusting. Very disgusting. Um, And then it wasn't only suicide. He was also considering, like, like, before it was suicide, he was was considering asking someone else who has a life sentence to kill him. And I don't know why. Like, why? What? Like, uh, why would you take that offer if you were the other? Like, you'd get so know. many more repercussions if you were that other inmate. Exactly. I mean, I God. guess, like, if you just wanted to, like, end it all and be on death row. Yeah, I guess. I feel like killing an inmate would do that. But, like, why? What? Anyway, he Awful either himself. way. Yeah, terrible. Um, 
And also, these files were supposed to be like a secret until 2069, but then a copy was found in the public records office. 2069? That's not a real year. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like a real year. Uh-uh. Um, but yeah, apparently there was a, a copy found in the public records office at the National Archives in West London. So oh, one of the documents said, information. Well, right? <laughs> scandalous. Scandalous. Um, Love it. <laughs> so one of the documents said quote Mr. Shipman has stated he plans to kill himself in five years at this um, as this is the amount of time it takes for his pension to be secured for his wife he has further commented that he will incite a lifer to attack him at some point with a view to being killed since his conviction um, it is indicated that Mr. Shipman has received medication for something that is crossed out and voiced suicidal thoughts prior to his sentence Following sentence, it is reported that Mr. Shipman again voiced suicidal intentions, stating that after he secured his pension for his wife, he would end his life. It is indicated that his wife was in agreement that it was oh preferable to spending the rest of his life in prison, end quote. So Did I don't know what these on... stick through him with the... Through? Yes. He... Oh, yeah. disgusting. She continued to visit him every week after a conviction. Absolutely not. Really, really terrible. But also, I don't know what these ombudsmen ombudsman we're, we're talking about because he literally explicitly said that yeah, he's gonna kill himself. I was gonna say, there's like a lot like, of <laughs> a lot of red flags here too. <laughs> I don't I don't understand what this means. It's fine. Whatever. I don't know. Um, and then also just like you know, before I end this apparently he was, when he was in prison, he was known to offer medical advice to people and was even seen befriending an elderly, sick fellow inmate who claimed that he had won the lottery. Oh my god. And, on another occasion, he apparently verbally threatened another inmate who wouldn't stop, like, um, talking. And basically by saying, I'm a doctor, I know where to cut you. Jesus. Oh my, how was, oh god, okay. Um, and I just feel like there's a lot to unpack in that last little section here. I hate him. Is the and I don't even know where to start. Because, so... Like, he's killing all these people. But he's still incredibly loyal to his wife, and his wife is incredibly loyal to him. Like, what... I don't know, I she, just think I he's just, evil. Like, okay, so... She... It is, it is doubtful, you know, whether she knew what he was doing before he was arrested... But after he's yeah. arrested, like, is she just staying in this for the money? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Maybe because, she was just being... Like, I, I really do feel like that's the only reasonable explanation for why you would stay with this man and visit him every Especially because I feel like week. if she really still loved him, she'd be like, no, just stay alive, like, for me. Like, I think she might have been yeah. playing it, which is smart. Like, I don't, I don't fault her for that. I would fault yeah, her I mean, for still... Yeah, she's trying to get money, but... <laughs> yeah. I would fault her for still being in love with him more than faulting her to, for trying yeah. to get the money. I feel like but that's see, fair. So the thing about him is that, like, I feel like his kills before, at least, weren't really about money, but then he ended up getting caught for, like, the, um, changing a will to, like, yeah, get all the money. Yeah, that is weird. Were they and having, like, financial problems in the family? I don't think so, because he was a doctor. He was, like, a well-respected huh. member of the community. Like, he must have been well-paid. And then like, even when he greedy. was in prison, probably, honestly. But, like, okay, but even when he was in prison... He, the only reason he offered medical advice to people and was, like, befriending this sick fellow inmate was because this sick fellow inmate oh, claimed that he won the lottery. The lottery, oh. So, that, like, it, it feels huh. the same as why he was caught, but also, like, I don't see why he's doing that. That's weird. Like, his family wasn't, ex- like, very poor either, you know? Like, they were middle class, but they still had money. They still had enough money to treat... Um, his mother for like her lung cancer that's true you know what i mean like i feel like money it wasn't ever an incentive until that one little point where i was like oh he changed the will you know what i mean like yeah that's very that odd. just really confuses me huh anyway that's the end of my story thanks i don't I know if you it. guys thought it was wild but <laughs> i thought it was wild it was it reminds me kind of of that another episode <laughs> watch too much netflix can you tell oh yeah um of dexter <laughs> wasn't it dexter where like his father was when his father was sick and he was like the nurse is killing me not making me oh, better i only saw like the first couple of episodes of uh, well spoiler alert dexter kills the nurse for his father <laughs> 
I don't know. His father's kind of like a. I don't know whether what to think about his father, Dexter's father. Let me know. Weigh in. Weigh <laughs> in. I don't think he was a great guy, but you let me know. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to continue watching with Dexter. I stopped at some point. Forget what point. It's pretty good. I show, feel like though. I feel like ooh, yeah. I've heard it's really good. Mm-hmm. It is. I would recommend. I miss Criminal Minds. I was just complaining to one of our other friends um, about this because she Snapchatted me and she was like, I'm watching Criminal Minds right now. And I was like, I want to watch Criminal Minds, but it's not <laughs> on Netflix here. Oh, it isn't? No. Oh, I just finished all the episodes that are on Netflix. <laughs> it's not even on Amazon Prime, so it's kind of off. That's very sad. Very rude. All right, should we get into life updates? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I think you should go first because yours is more interesting than mine. What's mine? Well, you just went to a horse show, didn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I went to a horse show today. Yeah. I just get it. <laughs> I had to get up at 6 a.m. That was pouring good. out. Luckily, the show was inside. And I rode the goodest boy. His name What's was me? Crunch. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So did, is that the one that you sent out any picture of? Yeah. He was and perfect. His, oh. He was so fun to ride. Um, and I got a first place, which was so exciting. We are very proud of Maddie. Everyone show Thank your support. You. <laughs> um, and my criminology class is going good. It's literally like my favorite class I've ever taken. So I think I'm going to major in that. But I'm trying. Uh, yes. <laughs> since I don't have really any other interests in majors or minors, <laughs> I'm, think- I'm trying to pick like the most ridiculous minor that I can. And like not yeah, to, not to I like, love it judge people who have these majors or minors just like ridiculous the fact that like I'll never use them again you know <laughs> like so right what are now, you thinking I'm thinking either astronomy or French <laughs> <laughs> I feel like French could be useful but I wouldn't use it after college and then I just forget it you know okay I think you should take <laughs> a class in like tarot card reading instead. they don't have those here that's stupid Very sad. I know but also maybe like a more useful one I might do communications minor but oh communication I might I kind of feel ridiculous so I kind of want to do astronomy or <laughs> French <laughs> I can see you taking astronomy maybe it's because I because you were taking earth and space and I the only so. thing is I don't want to take the physics requirement for that ah yeah if I can find a way to bypass that I'll do astronomy <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I was talking to a second year physics student the other day oh and God. I was like how are you studying that like mad never. props to you but Hate like, it. how <laughs> how uh-uh. <laughs> my only question I think that's it for me what about you I have been working a lot <laughs> yeah. I literally my entire day I hate my schedule with a burning passion because, like, it's only a couple of classes per day, but my day starts at 9 and ends at 5, and I'm a 45-minute walk back to my house. Oh, gosh. So, you know, I wake up at 7 o'clock, 6.37 in the morning, get ready, pop on over to class, have have my class, and then I sit in the library for seven hours. That's way too And I do work. And the thing about me sitting in the library is that I feel like I have to be productive, so I'm productive for seven hours. And then I go to a class, and because I've been productive for seven hours and I go to my class, I'm just completely burnt out at said class, and I don't understand anything that's happening. So then I have to get home, and I have to review the lecture and watch the lecture again, which, you know, really cuts into my time. So I've just been working, and it's very sad. Um, I don't understand how you do it. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't either at this point. Like, I feel like I should have been burnt out a very long time ago. Uh, yeah, I'm, like, getting burnt out, and I'm literally just a liberal arts <laughs> student, so... But see, I couldn't do what you're doing. Really? You know what I mean? Like, I really couldn't. Taking theology and chronology. I wouldn't survive theology. Yeah, it's a lot. My but teacher also... seems very sweet, but he also is very Christian. And, like, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with being very Christian. It's just I'm not, and some of the comments he makes are like, Are you sure, bud? <laughs> You know? Oh, yeah, you sent me a couple of them. Yeah. Kind of questionable. Kind of. Oh, One day but you're going to end up fighting him. I have, yeah, honestly. I might throw fists. <laughs> um, I have a couple more updates, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of converting to, I don't know how to say it, Wiccanism? Wicked, being a Wiccan? 
Oh, I feel like I completely see that for you. Especially for being at a Catholic school. (laughs) I 100% support this decision. I can see you with like little plants and the crystals. Yeah, it just seems so. I see it. I I really see it. I love it. Um, And then also, I find a lot of joy in the using walnut as an insult. I've found. Like calling people, like not to their face, obviously, like just in my mind. I'm like, you absolute walnut. You absolute walnut. So funny. So So funny. I would recommend to try it. I think just putting absolute in front of anything. (laughs) That's true. Is the best. Like you absolute shopping bag. (laughs) I don't know. I I just find a lot of joy in walnut specifically. Walnut is a good one. It is. I will say. It is a great one. But yeah, that's it for me now. (laughs) It's different. (laughs) If Um, you are a Wiccan, hit me up. Yeah, Let please. Me know more. We would love to hear from you. Yes. I really um, gotta go find that person at Barnes and Nobles who helped me find your tarot cards because you she do. seemed like really interesting. Have her teach me her ways. <laughs> Honestly, let's go. Okay. Go right now. Okay. <laughs> um, All right. Is that it? For oh, this? you know. Oh, yeah. More. I did want to say, as you probably Maddie's figured this out because. She ends up texting me like I don't know how to respond to people. <laughs> I was gonna bring but that I up start, too. <laughs> I start. I like. I okay. I really like listening to the podcast with like people who follow us on Instagram, just because I feel like it's really nice to support the small podcasters or people who are just getting started. You know. Yeah, I, mean? I need to start doing so, that because now I've made yeah. myself start going to the gym and I like listening to podcasts there. So <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that. So healthy. Stop. I gained so much weight over break. I just sat and ate chocolate. Stop. It was bad. I need to get in shape. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I will have to say that the ones that I'm listening to right now, they're like the ones that are just starting out. So that's really nice because I feel like I can keep up with them. Oh yeah, that is. And I really nice. do like that. You're you there know, from like, the beginning. Um, Planet Crime was really good. If you guys are looking for another. Oh yeah, I think I saw your DM to them. I did. I did DM them. I also DM'd um, Stocked those guys are fun. oh she's really fun one person mm-hmm. she's super cool she's like a phd student i think Ooh. and she just does this pod i don't know how she does it by herself like i would be afraid yeah to do i don't so. think I, I, I need some moral support <laughs> but it's also a lot of work really cool. right yeah like i can barely handle every other week <laughs> and she's Same. out here doing like one podcast oh couldn't do me yeah that's a lot mad props to her though yeah. And, oh my god, my other favorite, my other favorite that's like not true crime though, which I found okay, I usually don't like podcasts that aren't true crime. Like I'm I'm I think I'm a very much like true crime podcast person. Yeah, same. But I really do like In Cahoots and I feel like I mentioned them last time. But I listen to them oh, when yeah. I'm walking to class and they're really fun. I accidentally opened their DM and I felt I was very scared and <laughs> how to respond. They seem very nice. It's not it's not on them. I just didn't want to come off You just have anxiety and it's okay. <laughs> I didn't want to come off like too aggressive or too excited or too I don't know I, don't I think know you should just respond. go for it I think I sounded way too excited I'm like yes please I love you no I said like yes of course and I was like but of course implies that like you don't need to like I'm being aggressive because you don't need to <laughs> I don't know I overthink and things. that's on overthinking <laughs> but yeah um I'll need to check out those too as well but yeah that's about it I did just want to say that because I am really enjoying this new thing that I've got where I'm like actually listening to podcasts that aren't all true crime yeah that's kind of fun diversity i I really didn't think about that much i was always like yeah true crime podcast and that was it like that's what i listened to (laughs) i also really i think i freaked out my entire class by like saying that though because we had like a little icebreaker and so she was like so tell me your name and like what was the last thing you listened to and my mind completely blanked and i just like said a true crime podcast and everyone in the room was like oh my god what (laughs) i can't and I was just embarrassed, and I have to spend the next five weeks with them, and I'm stressed. Ah, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> did I, did no one else say a true crime podcast? Um. Well, okay. So our like teacher tutor, she said a podcast, but I don't think oh. it was true crime. People were like music and stuff, and I was like, why wasn't I listening to music? <laughs> See, I feel like it's a lot. For some reason, I feel like it's a lot more normal here, like, in America for people to... Do you think? Or a lot, not normal, but, like, a lot more, like, common. I feel like if I said that, yeah, people I would be think, like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't Especially know. Especially in, like, you know, either, like, the New England area or, like, California. That's I feel like true. very common. That's very true. Yeah. All right. Well, have we talked for long enough? <laughs> I think we've talked for long enough. All right. So, recommend us to your friends, family, enemies, oh, anyone. <laughs> Enemies. Enemies. Send us over to them. (laughs)
um find us on instagram at grim podcast email us please email us at uh, grim podcast the grim podcast thank you at gmail.com um find us on facebook however you do that and find us wherever (laughs) basically wherever you listen to podcasts at grim podcast yeah we're on all the places yeah leave us a review on apple Podcasts. That'd be amazing. And thank you to everyone who has left us. Yes, thank you. The so Terrific Sex Podcast left us a really nice review. That's true. That was very I was nice. cried when I was reading it. I was like, that's so cute. Oh my god, and your mom has been so nice. Thank you, Sonia's mom. She I love how she comments on her photos. <laughs> yeah. It makes my day. She's so sweet. I just love the fact that she didn't know that she had an Instagram. <laughs> yeah, like that's a week still ago. my favorite thing. <laughs> that's just so funny. We'll see you next week for Bye, true crime by me, I think. Yes. Oh, it's the it's at the end of the month. It is next. Oh my god, that's yeah. insane! It's almost February. Tis. My grades still haven't come out for class. <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh well, best of luck to you. Oh, thank you. Love you all, um, and stay yeah. safe. See you next week. Okay. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.